0: Who's still buffering a cross-generational
1: guide to the culture that made us? I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. It was a thrilling night on Twitter last night. <laughs> it really was. What? Okay. <laughs> I couldn't. There. Were, I couldn't stop staring at that giant ship lodged in the Suez oh, Canal. The big boat. You were all about the big boat. I was. I was fascinated by That by that story. I just couldn't stop. I kept checking Twitter, like, is there an update yet? Has the boat moved? Oh, they still haven't gotten it out of there. boat still hasn't moved. Its bulbous helm looks lodged in the side of the canal. <laughs> I, I'm i so used to what you uh, tweet out or retweet on Twitter being like, you know, like just kind of medical related, like important medical news that when I saw you retweet that, I was like, there is there a? This, is this related to something medicinal? Like I was reading through that, like no, Sydney's just really, really fascinated by this big old boat. <laughs> I have a, I have a bad habit of retweeting things without comment a lot, just because in my head, I've already created this narrative of like, I this story is amazing and I've got to get it out there. And surely everyone else will look and go, oh, thank goodness Sydney retweeted this <laughs> and brought it to my attention because this is this is also fascinating to me and I needed to hear it. And uh, this will really bite you when the other day I shared a link on Facebook. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, you did.
1: Uh, Riley, would you like to – how about from your perspective first, the link that I shared on Facebook, what what did it appear like to you? What was it for? Oh, it was just an Amazon link
0: to a product for little debbies for little debbie snack cakes yes it was just an amazon link to amazon or to little debbie snack cakes with no yes with no caption no
1: context just the amazon link i i think i think you're going you're going full boomer i
0: think you are i think
1: i did there because what i was trying to do was share uh Uh, Harmony House's post for... They they put out requests periodically on their Facebook for like, here's some things that our clients have been requesting. And Mm -hmm. it's usually like more necessity-based, like we need gloves, we need hats, we need tents, you know, things like that. But occasionally they'll be like, you know, the clients have really been asking for Mm Pop-Tarts or like right now, Ah. some Little Debbie snack cakes, something like that. So like whatever chapstick whatever you feel inclined to order and donate we would appreciate all the help you can get and so i always try to just like boost those links whenever i get them yeah but somehow instead of sharing <laughs> the whole post that said our clients have been requesting some snack cakes would anybody like to donate some i just shared a link <laughs> on amazon to snack cakes <laughs>
0: mom walked by me on speakerphone with sid and i said whoa, whoa, whoa wait is that sydney hold on is that sydney <laughs> She said, yeah. I said, I need to know, why did she just share an Amazon link to Little Debbie Snack Cakes on Facebook? I I deleted this. And I just heard Sydney say, what? Oh, no.
1: I deleted the post after you told me that. And I sat there for about 10 minutes (laughs) trying to figure out how to share the original post without thinking like, well, just write a post but i didn't i because then i thought well no because then they'll just be sending me (laughs) snack cakes and so i need to find the original post it linked to and after all that i finally went oh forget it but i did order some snack (laughs) cakes so so i just did it i couldn't share it but i did order some snack cakes for harmony house so at least that happened (laughs) oh my gosh i like the of mom in this story because you know if she She would look at that link and be like, yes, Little Debbie's. They are good. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mom would give me a big old like and a
0: comment. And mom would order some for you. Like, (laughs) I saw you post these on Facebook. I thought you want
1: some for Easter. (laughs) Uh, They might still be coming. They might. (laughs) Oh man, where where yeah where were all my comments on that my like hashtag been, love these things it had been like fifty eight minutes
0: <laughs> and no one had interacted with it at all. I just love knowing that for an hour <laughs> that existed on the internet.
1: People were looking at it going, "Huh? <laughs> Is this a paid Because I don't post a lot. You
0: don't. That's why it caught me off guard. <laughs> I, that's, I don't go it was on right Facebook at the top of my anymore, timeline.
1: So. Wow. I'm sad. I missed that. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm glad <laughs> I didn't put that on Twitter. That would have been even more. <laughs> that would have been a Twitter moment. No, instead yeah. I just shared, <laughs> <laughs> I just shared the fascinating story about the big boat. That was, it was, it was a fascinating story. Now yeah. I, I am too now concerned about the big boat. So th- thanks. I guess. Get, hey, it, my, the last update I read, it was um, moving. Oh, good. I don't think it had been like complete. I don't think like my understanding is that the part where it is a single lane, so I don't think people can get around it per se. don't oh, no. I don't think you can like pull it over to the side yeah. and let traffic pass. I think it just has to keep on going. Yeah. Um, so that's going to take a while, Man. but. I
0: wasn't on Boat Twitter last night. I was
1: on Cinnamon Toast Crunch Twitter. Last <laughs> night. Oh, that was wild, too!
0: <laughs> I didn't know about the boat. All I knew was that uh, Topanga's husband found <laughs> shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch, And the company responded and said, hey, sorry to see this. That's actually just accumulated clumps of sugar and cinnamon.
1: Mm -mm. no (laughs) that's not what it looked like i mean i wasn't there (laughs) then i guess there
0: was a whole saga then they were like okay we're gonna send you an envelope put them in it and we'll we'll
1: test them and he said i'm gonna keep one
0: (laughs) i'm gonna keep one you can have the other one i
1: like when they told him to drop the box off to the police station his local police station i
0: didn't see that
1: yeah they were like take it to local authorities so that we can investigate it and he was like I'm not gonna can you imagine walking into a police station? Excuse me. That's what he said. He was like, What am I gonna walk in and like General Mills wants their shrimp tails? I'm here. I'm here
0: I'm here for General Mills. Sir. The General I was trying to picture walking into our local
1: police station. Can no, you even fathom? No. I
0: I did this is not my joke. I found that I saw this on Twitter in the replies of um a tweet about it where someone said they're general krills now.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> a good one.
0: <laughs> Thought yeah, that was good. but it, kept it was
1: getting uh, worse. Yeah, they, yeah. They found like thread and uh, and like baked in weird something bugs that, or something. Yeah, like there was a whole some, that box just got crazy. Something happened there with the box. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> they <laughs> made a tweet. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, Go I was to say well because there was. I guess they had more than one box in their cabinet, so this was one mm-hmm. box. But then and now I realize now because I I don't we we're we're burying the lead here. But uh, that the the person that tweeted this said my wife went and investigated the second box and found like dental floss in it. So this was more than one box that had strange, just the worst cereal prizes I can imagine. That's like yeah. just, just an, end and, of world cereal prizes. But the and, wife. The wife that was investigating in the same box was Topanga. It was Topanga. That's the, that is the thing. I was reading about the boat and I'm like, why is Topanga trending? That's a I love
0: that someone tweeted, looking at someone and saying, did you see Topanga's husband found shrimp in his cinnamon toast crunch? <laughs> is a sentence you could only say and have the other person
1: understand in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh. that twist at the end was perfect, I know. and also it was Topanga's husband. What? Yeah, and and the, the Topanga, of course, would be <laughs> intrepid enough to investigate the second box. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like and and she, you know, she was the one who encouraged him. Like, you have to speak out about this. <laughs> when there is injustice in this world, you have to stand up and do what's right. We have to have a protest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's clearly just Topanga now. It's not what. <laughs> her name is Danielle Fisher. Is that official? Official? Okay, yes. Yeah, so no, just Topanga. Yeah. It's it's this is is this like secret marketing for yet another Boy Meets World reboot? Is that what we're getting? <laughs> Boy Meets <Real laughs> well, World. <laughs>
0: Well Well I don't know. Um uh-huh. uh, they I did. mean I'll watch it if so. <laughs> cinnamon CTC said uh there was like tape on the box or something that they said that must have been tampered with, that wasn't us, someone must have done that after the fact. But if it wouldn't have all been covered in cinnamon and sugar, I could have I could have bought that. Like, okay, maybe like someone did tamper with it and thought it was a prank to just like throw some random stuff in these boxes of cereal. But they were covered in the, in the cinnamon substance that goes on the, the toast crunches. I don't know
1: what to make of it. <laughs> I'm so confused. There's so much going on. This I don't year. know what to make of it. Uh, yes. The, uh, you know, the chaotic energy of that, um, story is a perfect, <laughs> yeah. is a perfect lead in to this week's topic. In my opinion, Taylor, I mean, you, you were the, it was your topic. So you get to weigh in. No, as I, the think expert, that's, but. I think that's fair. Um, Yes, uh, so this week I, uh, I brought to the table, um, Tank Girl, uh, both the comic and the movie, I guess. I kind I, I wanted you to expose yourself to both of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the comic, uh, dates back to, like, 1988, um, it was mm. by, uh, Jamie Hewlett, which, uh, may be more known for the gorillas, uh, that's, that's all his design, um, But uh, Jamie Hewlett and Alan Martin, um, and it was published in Deadline, which is a really cool, like, kind of underground UK comics magazine. Um, And then uh, the movie came about in 95, actually after the original run of Tank Girl had ended, or actually after Deadline had ended. Um, And that starred, like, uh, at at the time, unknown Naomi Watts and uh, uh, Laura Petty and... uh, um, there are a couple uh, other people ice Tea is Ice-T in it is right Ice-T is in it yes uh, um, yeah so uh, I don't know who the other names were necessarily I mean I watched it but I didn't know who people were uh, some of them are dressed as kangaroos which makes them hard to identify yes Iggy Pop is in it uh, as a horrible character um, yeah so and it and was a critical flop and a like commercial flop but uh, you know still, still a very influential property on me um, I enjoyed it. It is very 1995. Yes. Um, the movie, especially like, I feel like Tank Girl has, especially if you look at the time when that would have been released, has such a strong Gwen Stefani vibe of that era. Mm-hmm. Such like a like there were moments where I was looking at her and her tiny pencil thin eyebrows and thinking, is this 1995 Gwen Stefani? <laughs> Gwen is that you oh yeah well I mean I think that was part of the casting was like they wanted somebody that looked like a Gwen Stefani knockoff like the pencil thin eyebrows the bright red lip the little Mm -hmm. bit of blonde hair
0: Mm Hmm. yeah I was uh watching and realized like it took me forever I was like Tank Girl looks so familiar what what have I what have I seen Tank Girl in and then I realized I all I I looked up the Cast of course, and like looked uh-huh. into the movie, and I was like, "Oh, Tank Girl has been in lots of things, but I am uncultured, obviously, and have not seen lots of things. But Tank Girl was in Orange is the New Black, and yeah. I did see Tank Girl in Orange is the New Black." <laughs> well,
1: I think I think Orange is the New Black did a good job of assembling a lot of weird queer icons in their in their cast. I mean, uh-huh. and, and I think that that was part of like what Laura Patty was there for because you had uh-huh. like Tank Girl, the movie is very i don't know if it's it's a queer movie i think it was embraced by the by the queer community because there is mm-hmm. you know that there is some elements in that that makes sense but uh i think that that was yeah. a very purposeful casting yeah and that makes so much more sense now you did so did you not recognize her from a league of their own or you haven't seen that <laughs>
0: i've not oh, have seen you not
1: seen that
0: a league of their
1: own you haven't seen a league of their own <laughs> no, no. <sighs> oh, that's
0: a good movie too sorry love, isn't this your responsibility i, I to that say movie. that's fine sydney bring it to the table then <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope. yell at her <laughs> sorry I i'm just... supposed to be up to date with current culture
1: <laughs> she co- she covers her generation just... you cover yours
0: yeah sorry i just i love a league of their own is it is that the one that's about baseball Mm -hmm. is that the one that's about baseball is it
1: that was a valid question yes it is thank you
0: taylor (laughs) yes wow wow sydney coming from someone whose favorite
1: movies are Grease 2 and Shock Treatment you don't get to be shocked that I haven't seen a movie (laughs) do you know how many times I've seen A League of Their Own that was up there with it used to come on tv a lot just like uh that thing you do and those were movies that like I just want every time they're on I was like well okay I'll watch that now I do like that thing you do well well, I think you'd like A League of Their Own (laughs) I think you would like it. it. It's odd to elevate it to like how have you how have you lived and not seen this movie? <laughs> like, I don't know, pretty pretty okay. <laughs> she, I'm fine. She's also Point Break. I guess would be the yeah, other touchstone. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. she's incredible in Point. Ha, you, wait, no, 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 oh, oh, wait, wait, my gosh. Gosh. Okay, no. Okay, never no, mind. I, Let's talk about Tank Girl. I don't want to get us too yeah, off no, track. Right. Sorry. Okay. No, I just I like that you're it's not talking like oh wow, how have you seen from Break? <laughs> oh, she was incredible in Point Break. Was anybody? <laughs> or was everybody? <laughs> everybody! <laughs> it's both and neither. Um, Alright. No. Tank girl. Uh, um, okay, I, I guess I should say that my exposure to the comic happened before, long before I ever saw the movie. Um, the comic uh, I came across my freshman year uh, in college, so while I was studying cartooning at SVA here in New York. Uh, and I think the reason that I loved it so much was it was I, I came up in comics very much at this moment in time where there were like a thousand articles written that were all the same and they were all like, bam, pow, comics aren't for kids anymore. Uh, like the, the recognition of like graphic novels exists and like adults can enjoy comics, but like a lot of it was very austere and serious and black and white and dramatic and that that uh trend in comics was was very much like early 2000s um mm-hmm. and then opposite that you know there's obviously still a lot of a lot of jobs to be had in mainstream comics but i didn't want to really have anything to do with either like and in school they try to direct you to like a way to be successful and i kind of felt like it was either make like like sad serious reality based indie comics and be respected in the in, in, as an artist, or fall in line and make superhero comics and Tank Girl to me was just like the refreshing like or I could do that <laughs> like that weird mm-hmm. brightly colored textural punk rock thing I can see that, and you know the speaking to the comic first i uh I can see a lot of i assume influence. Um, that you have drawn from these from that style, because not just like the energy of it, but it's there's so much detail. There's so many little like things to look at in some of the in some of the bigger pieces, like in some of the big like full page pieces and things. And I feel like that I see that a lot in your work where it's like, there's the image of what's happening, but you can look around and there's so much detail work and so many other little jokes or like clues about who this person is or other things built into the scene that reminds me of, of your work. On that. I, I, I... Thank you. <laughs> I I appreciate any comparison to Hewlett's work is I much appreciated. And, and it, I mean, but that was like, like the fact that he like writes song lyrics in the gutters sometimes, like to punk rock songs. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a, almost like a secret code to me at the time. Like I would look up that lyric and be like, Oh, that's a clash song that I haven't heard before. Like I should know what that song is. Like, and, and the, I, and I guess it was the fashion too. Like, like, tank Mm -hmm. girl has Mm -hmm. cool fashion like like all of the the kangaroos and the villains like there is such a fashion sense to it that i i adored like it was not like to take this this woman character serious as like a as a rough and tough protagonist like she shouldn't care about that stuff there's even like a really beautiful page in the first um the first volume where it's like this standalone image and she's talking about her clothes and she says, you know, that she mm-hmm. loves her clothes and that's, that's who she is. And I, I loved that. Like, I love the fashion element. I think that, you know, it was, it, it stood apart from a lot of things at the time as just this singular entity that was, I don't know. It's just, it was great to look at. It was like an elevated NC 17 Looney Tunes to read. <laughs> hmm. Mm hmm. Um, it, it, the, definitely, I was thinking the, the focus on the fashion and stuff, it's like the anti Katie Keen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, look at the fashion, look at the looks, look at the glamour. It, no. Well, sort of, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I think it's interesting because the thinking back, I didn't know why I liked it at the time. I just knew I liked it and I wanted to do something like it. And I was frustrated that all my professors were trying to get me to go in one box or the other. And I was like, no, I don't. I want to do this. This exists. It's successful. Why can't I just do this? It's like, no, you you can draw people, so you should go the mainstream comics route. Like, But the thing is, is that I didn't grow up on, like, indie underground comics. I grew up on mainstream comics. I loved Superman. I loved uh, Spider-Man and Batman. And, I mean, I also had huge influences from, like, anime and manga. But it was all, like, superhero, fantasy, wish fulfillment, magical Stuff like I didn't want to read comics about, like, this is my daily diary of my life. Like, here's the toast yeah. I Like, I wasn't, no, I don't want to do that. Um, but the thing is, is that what we understand about a lot of mainstream comics is it's wish it's kind of a fantasy fulfillment. And because for a long time it was directed at young men, those are the fantasy fulfillment of young men, right? Big, strong man, rescue little woman, get praise. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Tank Girl in retrospect, I think was fantasy fulfillment for me. Like, Mm -hmm. all of, you know, like, because at the same time, these professors that were telling me, fall in line, do this, I just said, yes, okay, yes, absolutely, whatever I can do to get the A. Like, let me sacrifice my entire style and my entire interest and do what I want. But then Tanker was like a character that said, I don't care, I'm gonna do what I want, I'm gonna be selfish. I, you know, she was a hero because she was kind of guided by a good inner compass, but she never cared about being a hero. Like, she -mm. she looked out for herself first she didn't care to tell people to shove off if if she didn't respect them like she was empowered and 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 also very not a gendered character even though there's literally girl on her name Mm -hmm. like it it, it's so so little even though it's written by you know it's written by men but like they're not writing her like we're trying to write a female character like she's just an entity it doesn't matter what her gender is Mm -hmm. really No, I think that's true, because there are times where, like, there'd be a panel where you could say, well, this is very obvious. Like, especially if we're looking at the, the traditional comic audience, like, she's very sexualized here. And, like, this is something a young man would enjoy looking at here. But I feel like every time you see something like that, it is immediately followed by her doing something so just like crass or mm-hmm. awful or gross or destructive or something that if there was any sexuality to it, it has sort of been <laughs> blown to smithereens and yeah. like <laughs> um which I think is a, a good powerful thing I mean I, I I like that energy of it it's um it's a very interesting sort of sort of feminist in a way, but um I don't know I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh I want to talk more about the movie too because um I I was fascinated <laughs> <laughs> the movie's a lot. <laughs> yes, and I yeah. have questions.
0: <laughs> but but before we do that, let's check the group message. So, I don't know about you all, but the world has been a lot for a while for everybody. <laughs> yes yes so for me i've just made small goals for myself that i feel like i can accomplish every day because you can't really make anything too far ahead of time right now so you gotta you gotta make those small goals you know you can accomplish and one of my favorite goals that i've been accomplishing is my hair goal Mm. of getting luscious voluminous shiny hair Ah. Uh, And I have been accomplishing that with Function of Beauty because they are the world leader in customizable beauty. They offer precise formulations for your hair specific needs, which I find uh, very helpful because I am one of those people that I go to the the Walmart section for shampoo and conditioner, typically, Mm -hmm. and get something that I think might work and then it never does. And I wonder, why didn't this work? And it's because, well, I'm probably not using something that's made for my specific hair. But... With Function of Beauty, you take a little quiz on their website, you tell them what do you want in your hair, what are some hair problems you face, you know, maybe like I've got some dry scalp going on, I don't have a lot of volume, my hair is kind of thin, stuff like that. Um, Tell them what you want to do, maybe you want to lengthen your hair, volumize, and then they determine the perfect blend of ingredients to accomplish all those goals. They bottle your formula and they deliver it right to you. So it's all for you. It's got your name on it even. So no one else can even use it because it's not their name on it. So Mm -hmm. it's just for you. So if you want to check out Function of Beauty, you should never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Just go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to let them know we sent you and get 20% off your order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering.
1: So I know in my in my world, in my career as a physician, we are transitioning more and more back into the real world workplace. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, people are, are leaving the comfort of their homes and uh, remote working and telehealth uh, and having to start get back into the office, and uh, that could mean sacrificing the comfort of the pants you can secretly wear <laughs> on those Zoom calls at home. Sweat, secret pants, secret pants for yes, yeah, sweatpants for uncomfortable pants out into the working world. But no, not for me. Oh. Because I wear beta brand dress pants, yoga pants. Oh. Uh, the great thing about beta brand pants is that they feel like you're wearing yoga pants. That's mm-hmm. what when you put them on, your brain says, ah, the yoga pants. These are great. I am, <laughs> I am at home and comfortable. Mm-hmm. But everyone around you will look and say, those are some great dress pants that are obviously made for the professional working environment. Because that's what they are. They're dress pants. Yeah, They just feel like yoga pants. Um, I've been wearing them for a long time. They're wonderful if you've got long, busy days at work where you're on your feet a lot or you're moving around a lot and you don't want to have to wear something that's uncomfortable and scratchy and restrictive, Um, but you do have to look professional. Beta Brand Dress Paint Yoga Pants, uh, they check all those boxes. They um, are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch-knit fabric. They're perfect for long days at work. And uh, when you get home, you don't feel the need to change right away. Because Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants still feel great uh, when you're hanging out with your kids and cooking dinner or whatever you've got, whatever your after work plans are. Um, Not too much, too fast. Let's still stay home a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash buffering that's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com/buffering Fi- find out why people are ditching typical work pants for beta brand's dress pant yoga pants by going to betabrand.com/buffering for 25% off well, and uh, lastly um, i want to tell you about a band Oh. Please do. Yeah. I want to tell you about the Crystal Furs. Uh the Crystal Furs are a Portland queer indie pop band writing jangly songs about anxiety, architecture and lesbians. Uh their new album Beautiful and True is out April 2nd on vinyl on Reckless Yes. So I think you should go to crystalfurs.gay best web address ever and yes. listen <laughs> to their album. Once again that's crystalfurs.gay. That uh sounds like the perfect band for us. The perfect band. And, and for you our listeners.
0: And I want a URL the instant.gay now. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Frantically searching.
0: Yeah. How do I make this happen? How do I make that happen? Please help. Don't ask me. I can't operate Facebook. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't. I wasn't going to. But if you
1: want a link to Little Debbie Kicks, she's got you covered. She's uh, yeah. got you there. I know where those are. Um <laughs> They're on Amazon apparently. <laughs> I didn't even know you could get little Debbies on Amazon. I think that's how you get shrimp and your little Debbies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for a long time, I pretended that I thought you could only get books on Amazon just to drive Justin crazy. Oh, Amazon's just for books. You can't buy other things on there. Oh. I kept that up for a very long time. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> it's a weird game. I still pretend like I can't tell the difference between standard deaf and H uh high-def t- TV. I can't. <laughs> well... Anyway, Taylor, the movie. So I was fascinated. First of all, I had not, I had heard of Tank Girl because of you, but I had never heard of, like, I didn't know it was a movie. I I didn't know that form existed. I had never heard of the movie. Um, And like we've already alluded to, it's very much of its time. The plot in the movie. Now, I can tell that there are aspects of it that are derived. I read volume one. Of the, of the graphic novel um but it was not like one-to-one i didn't find that specific plot in what i read is that does that happen later in the graphic novel or is that did they just write that it's definitely um just just a script for the movie because that's a, i think that's the big difference or well that's one of the many differences actually uh in the comic book, there are no really continual story arcs, even when there is like a possible heroic arc for Tank Girl. She tends to take a left turn <laughs> away from it. Like, so that's not there. There was no big arc to the comic. It was very episodic, very like, here's a bit and here's another bit and here's a bit. And there's you know, it never really went to like a big boss battle or anything. So, yeah. So the movie is definitely written to fit a Hollywood structure of a superhero movie. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. I well, cuz I did wonder in the graphic novel it was sort of building towards at the end of volume 1 this concept that maybe Tank Girl is sort of like um a prophesied entity, some sort of mythical figure unto herself, more than just a human and destined to do other things than just I don't know, go on go on um beer runs, <laughs> <laughs> illegal illegal beer heists. <laughs> Well, but I think that's, it's funny that the comparison to like a mythical figure, I think, reads with the comics, because that is how the comics continues. Like, they touch back on that a couple times, but I think in line with a lot of, like, I'm thinking like Greek myths, there was no great arc to a lot of those gods. It was just like, here's some random stupid stuff that they did. And this Mm -hmm. time they were kind Mm -hmm. of... They were kind of an idiot. And, and then they did something cool. And then they did something stupid again. Like, it's very much that. Like, yes, she's treated like a mythical character, but in the Greek myth sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Because I wondered if we were building towards the plot from the movie, uh-huh. and I just hadn't read. I mean, obviously, some of the characters are there, and some of the general ideas are there. Um, but it's not. It's not the same. No, they, they literally have a whole volume that's a riff on the Odyssey, and it kind of and ends back in the same place that the Mm. whole story begins. So I think that's kind of, that's, that's the, there's no change of character. There's no real growth to tank. Girl. (laughs) She just is what she is. And she solves problems as she comes across them or doesn't. That's what I liked about her. That, that was one interesting thing about the movie is that when, so I was very worried in the movie about the inclusion of a child Mm. that needed saving was, Sydney gets really worried about kids in movies. I that's do. That's fair. You have them. I do. Yeah. Um uh so I was I assumed that the child would not perish in this film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it it didn't seem like it had that feel. Like just starting that off vibe. I was like that would it will be wild if that's how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> um but I was very worried about them rescuing the child and so I was very anxious for her to like could you please just get this kid mm. And there are several times where she has the opportunity to kind of like definitively save the kid where she sort of like also just screws around. Yeah. Yeah. And it for me, like I was very frustrated. I was like, no, no, no. Just get out of there. Stop singing. Why are you singing and dancing? Get the kid and leave. Why is this See, happening? I love, I
0: love that personally. I think that's why I honestly enjoyed this. I'm not a big like... I, action movie person I guess like superhero movies I watch some but they're not like my favorite genre to watch because I don't typically like the whole plot of like this one big thing happens and everyone is different nothing is the same and this is like life changing earth shadow I don't like love that vibe that's really intense going into a movie but this was like yes there's conflict and you're like oh it's gonna happen and there's stuff like that that makes you anxious and worried but also it's just like kind of silly and she's kind of like not dumb but just kind of like you know does her own thing sometimes she doesn't take it all too seriously and that's why I don't like is when it all gets taken too seriously I think that's what I really enjoyed I, I would rather see like a bunch of little things like her just doing her thing and not I don't know one big what's gonna happen
1: more like the comics more like, like the comics less like the movie yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah she she definitely has I would say and Tay again I defer to you but I felt like a Joker energy at times You know, I I could see that, but I would say more specifically, it's a Deadpool energy.
0: Mm. You're right. I think
1: it's like Mm -hmm. the break, you know, in the comics and in the movie, the breaking of the fourth wall occasionally, the kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know what I should do to be a hero at this moment, but that's not what I'm concerned about. Let's have a musical number. I think that that it it, it is that kind of chaos energy that is very comic book derived that like you know, you love about the character in the books. And, and I mean, and Tank Girl predates the evolution of Deadpool into what what he is now. I, I don't think that the creators mm-hmm. of Deadpool ever looked at Tank, Tank Girl, but <laughs> it is I think there's a parallel there of just like, yeah, we're aware that we're in a comic format. We're aware of our source mm-hmm. material and we're not going to take ourselves too seriously and then take it into a meta way into the movie that I love. Mm -hmm. so do you think then that's an interesting question so I know that the movie was not it did not do well critically Um, it had like 38% I want to say on Rotten Tomatoes or something Um, and I would say like for me the one thing that I think was hard were the kangaroo guys Um, but that just like 90s special effects like the way they looked you know the way their faces I know that this is a completely different creature but they reminded me of the dinosaurs the tv show (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that sort of like clunky Uh sort of look like okay i know i i get it they're humanoid kangaroos i get it but like i don't know that i and so i think that part of it it was like what do i do with this (laughs) how does my brain like accept these characters into this world i don't know that that may have been a part of it but the other thing is that it's so constantly like this is a comic book here's some scenes from a comic book like just to remind you this is a comic book mm-hmm. constantly do you think that's a, a plus or a minus because you wouldn't obviously there are a million comic book movies now like right. that's not and they don't do that mm-hmm. you know when you're watching any of the new I, I mean you could name any one of them how often do they also just show you a scene of like and here's wonder woman doing something in a comic also to remind you that she's a comic book character or here's spider-man Swinging off some webs in a comic book, and then, mm-hmm. you know, there mm-hmm. you go. I mean, like, the, you don't see that, you know? Yeah. We take it seriously now. Yeah. We say, like, it's just a movie. It's a story. We don't have to say, it's just a comic. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that it's 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 an interesting question because the comic itself feels the need to constantly remind you it's a comic. Like, there are several times in that first volume of Tank Girl where... There's like, there's like one of those first stories where she can hear the person she's fighting's thoughts. Like, why can I hear his thoughts? Oh, oh, right. It's a comic. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's got that element in it. But I do think as far as the whole topless thing is like that, the whole, like, yeah, you want to see my boobs now moment. Yeah. (laughs) And finds a way to like, hide it behind like title cards and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I think that with the movie, there was a lot more going on behind the scenes. Um, and it's kind of, it's sort of a sad tale because the movie not being successful uh, had a lot to do with the studio producing it and not a lot to do with the talent behind it. Like, uh, Hewlett and Martin were brought in to, like, write scenes and then animate these scenes because they weren't shot for the movie that explained the plot. Like, the the movie was shot piecemeal and there was so much stuff that was cut out because studio executives didn't think it was appropriate. Like... There were a lot of mm-hmm. scenes that they just, that like relate more to the comic that they just didn't think would read well with an audience. Um, there were mm-hmm. scenes cut out where Tank Girl looked ugly. The scene where she's kind of being tortured in the cold, like where she's tied up in the in freezing, like that scene mm-hmm. was cut super short because the studio exec said, no one wants to see that. The main girl looks ugly in that scene. So let's keep it to a minimum. So there's a lot of slicing and dicing that was done to this movie because we're still talking about. However much there was a very viable punk rock underground scene in 95, you're still talking about like MGM studio execs that are like, we need to make this sexy and fun. It's like the Spice Girls, right? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's super not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, to its critical success or critical failure, rather, uh, it was given an R rating, even though there's nothing in it that really qualifies it for an R rating. And the argument was made like if this had been a, a dude main character, this movie would have been PG-13. But because Mm -hmm. it's a woman doing these kind of crass, obnoxious things, and because, let's be real, there's some gay content in it, we're going to rate it R. Mm -hmm. Like, it was kind of, there was maybe hope in it being a good movie, but it was so butchered by its time period that we didn't really get the movie that the, the director intended. And everybody that's involved, like uh, Hewlett and Martin have come out and said they're deeply dissatisfied with the movie. The director has come out and said that wasn't the movie I tried to make. <laughs> like, have your Snyder cut. I want the, like, I want the Rachel uh, Talale, T- T- the director. I want her cut of Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah, that's really fascinating. Were they setting it up, too, to be like a multiple episode thing? Uh, like a, like a franchise? yeah I don't know I'm not sure like, I don't think that's ever been talked about now I do know that there is a reboot happening
0: yeah I th- that was why this set seemed familiar to me was because I had read I realized that Margot Robbie was supposedly going to do another tank girl and like be tank girl and be tank girl yes um but I guess that but, was like right before COVID and then everything got like I paused I, yeah I don't know but I did well, see that.
1: That makes sense. Well, I wondered because in you know in the comics there's Jet Girl and Sub Girl, and like obviously Jet in the movie I think is based on that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean even though I don't know that they actually call her Jet Girl in the movie, I don't remember. But obviously that was that yeah. character. Uh, mm-hmm. The character that they meet, um, who's a Cusack, uh, uh, Anne. Yes, Anne Cusack's character. Yes earlier in the film, is Subgirl. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, she doesn't cut her part down. Okay. I was... Well, because I don't think... The only reason I knew that was the credits. Yeah, no, she has more to her story. They just kind of... A lot got left on the cutting room floor and even on the script editing floor. So she was supposed to be a more prominent part of the whole thing, and they just kind of, you know... There are already enough women running around. We need to get rid of this one. Yeah. That's interesting because in my mind, I'm like, oh, they set her up there so that they can pay off in the next one when Subgirl shows up. Or, like, even the way she, like, defeats the bad guy at the end, he's like, this isn't the end. And I really got the sense, like, oh, there'll be another one because he's got something up his sleeve. But, no, they're just...
0: bad guy said it's not the end. That means there's going to be a part two. Well, right? Like, usually the bad guy doesn't say
1: that when (laughs) it is the end, but... (laughs) But it was, well, and I would, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say that I think that there were perhaps aspirations for this movie to do better than it did. I mean, I, the, the director said that she was, she was fine with it being a one or a 10. She wasn't trying to make anybody a five, like mm. you know, like that, that was her goal. But, you know, after everything, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a product of its time in both its strengths and its very apparent weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It was fun, though. Like, I enjoyed watching it. I mm -hmm. think I probably overall enjoyed the comic more um, as much as I I did enjoy the movie. I mean, I I could see some, like you've talked about, I could see some problems with it. And I think I would have preferred all those drawn scenes, as beautiful as they were, the animated scenes, I would have preferred them be like movie scenes, um, Mm -hmm. all things being equal. But uh, I probably preferred... I also felt... A little difference in the... Like, we've talked about sort of the sexual energy of it. Mm-hmm. I felt that uh, Tank Girl in the comics has so much more power in that realm. It really feels like everything that has to do with her, whether she's, like, displaying her body in a sexual manner or actually engaging in sexual behavior or whatever, it all felt very much in her control. Mm-hmm. Like, her... This is me, and I'm making these choices. Whereas in the movie... I felt moments of a still this like subjugation kind of of women like those themes kept popping up of mm-hmm. like sexual violence and things that I didn't I don't know I, I which is a very much a 90s thing though too like to throw that in there as that's the threat sure you know men will always pose that threat it's not it's not enough that they want to shoot you or kick you or whatever like we have to also throw that in there mm-hmm. um, and I don't feel that as much in the comics mm-hmm. No, I think that's a that's a great point because it in the, there's there's a, several moments in the movie where she uses her her sexuality as sort of a weapon and even though that's you know you can look at that as like oh is that empowering sure maybe that never happens in the comic like she's never mm-hmm. like oh this is the part where I'm going to play a uh, like a girly role to like fool people she never does that and I think that that was also like a an important difference for me where it's like I don't. She doesn't wield femininity as a weapon in the comics. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, but it was a distinct difference. Yeah, yeah, and I, I appreciated that because that, those were. And again, I don't think if you remade that movie in in this time, you wouldn't see those beats thrown in there so sort of carelessly. Like, but they were. But that back then, when we talked about things like that, especially like with the the girl, the little girl. I guess being in the the dance club, which is also sort of a strip club, which also you begin to understand is maybe a brothel, mm-hmm. that whole plot line would not just be thrown in there so casually today. You right. know, like you, you wouldn't just have that there because it's very yeah. disturbing and the movie is very fun and cool and colorful. And you wouldn't just like and also this and here's yeah. this. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I think that in that the movie is trying to do too many things. Like, it's trying to still appeal to a traditional male gaze, but it's still also it's trying to be this kind of like product of third wave fe- third wave feminism, like appeal to that sort of capitalist f- feminism, you know, that very marketable feminism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. it kind of because like the moment where there's like all of these like dancers dancing to Bjork, I'm like, this is great what is happening like that's hilarious yeah but yeah then it takes these turns it was like well you're just purposely sexualizing your characters you're taking agency away from your characters because it's going to create some sort of dangerous sexy tension and i don't like that like that never happens in the comic tank girl mm-hmm. never loses her agency in the comic she is always in control even if her version <laughs> of control is completely insane <laughs> and you, you also don't need the very obvious shot of tank girl falling in love with the tank, straddling the giant barrel of the tank gun. Yeah. And then being like, get it? (laughs) Right. Get it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) now she has the phallus. Do you get it? (laughs) Do you see? (laughs) Like, that was a very like, okay, all right. Yeah. Thank you, 1995. (laughs) Yes. We understand. (laughs) They they did do, well, even, like, even the way the fashion is is inserted in the movie, as much as I love it, like, there's so many looks in that movie, like, I want to own that shirt, I want to own those pants, like, that's a good look, but, like, in the comics, there's not costume changes, in the movie, it's like, why? why did she get a new look, like, between these two scenes, (laughs) like, I love the costumes, but you could kind of believe in the comics, she rolled out of bed, she threw some stuff on, and then went about her day, in the movie it's like oh we get to have a costume change here like Mm -hmm. oh let's show like her makeup's always perfect like it's just like there's a lot of that stuff that i'm like this is kind of you got it almost but you didn't Mm -hmm. especially since they make the point of setting it in a post-apocalyptic world (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw a apocalyptic th- world where your makeup's on point <laughs> I, yeah there was like a review that was like it doesn't make sense she keeps changing her hair but there's no water I'm like well valid fair Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> can't argue with that uh, but uh. this was an uh, interesting fact this did uh, help um, launch Naomi Watts career uh, up to this point mm-hmm. she was complete unknown she was struggling and you know an out of work actor so this is but gave her for better or for worse, it, it gave her some relevance in uh in in film. Wow. Well, well, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie and the and the book. And <laughs> if there's a uh, reboot, I look forward to that. I would love to see what that would look like. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my one fear with the reboot, and I know it's gonna happen, um, is that as I've stated, Tank Girl had Deadpool energy before Deadpool was a thing, but if you mm. reboot Tank Girl and put a put mm-hmm. a movie out with a with a, a woman lead that's chaotic and breaks the fourth wall and is punk rock people are there's gonna be a huge bunch of dudes that say oh you're just trying to make a girl deadpool and it's gonna make me mad but there's nothing i can do about it (laughs) well you just did it you made a podcast about it and we're gonna put it out into the world this existed before this reboot and do our little little part (laughs) yeah our little piece (laughs) in helping inform yeah i hope so i hope so well, Taylor, thank you. And thanks, Tay. Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, thank you for reading and watching. A multimedia homework assignment. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyable. Mm. Riley? I'm
0: next. Yes. Um, I was thinking, what is something that was influential to me that we have not done? And I was shocked to realize we had not talked about Legally Blonde yet. Mm-hmm. And that's another no. one that came out more in your era, but I have watched now, I mean, dozens of times. In my life. So, we'll
1: talk about Legally Blonde. Well, I'm ready. Yeah. I'll watch it again. Good. Good. I will take (laughs) it. All right. Well, thank you both. This has been fun. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. You should check out Tank Girl, the comic, or the movie. They're both great. Yeah. If you haven't. And there there have been several reboots of the Tank Girl comic, like, uh, written by different imprints have done it. There's a lot of... There's the original stuff that was published in Deadline, but there has been reboots. There have been cool, like new takes on the character in more recent mm. times. I think are a bit more relevant, like kind of give mm-hmm. her a bit more gravity that I, I would recommend. We'll check that out. And uh, you should also check out maximumfun.org where there are great podcasts you can listen to. And you can tweet at us at still buff and you can email us at StillBuffering at maximum If you have questions or thoughts or topics you think we should talk about or whatever. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, baby change your mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the
0: culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering.
1: And And I am (laughs) too. So are we going on like a beer heist for my birthday? Because it's this weekend, so. That's true. I I thought you'd like that storyline (laughs) specifically. I love that (laughs) storyline. So everybody, oh, wait. you're tank girl. So I don't know who which I, ones we are. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Uh, I mean, it's my Sub birthday. Is, <laughs> Sub is kind of cool and uh, and and standoffish, and and Jet in the comic makes no sense and is kind of a hippie. Um, am I Jet? Are you Jet? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that. <laughs> All right. I was giving you what the characters were. All right. We came to the realization at the same time. <laughs> Gra- grab your heavy equipment. We're getting beer this week. Beer iced. Beer iced. <laughs> Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice.
0: But we do see you doing it. Talk if you like to do it. What was <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, honk if you did it? That's
1: what it was. I think it was honk if you're doing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why did we not ever make those? Those We did make them.
1: I (laughs) think they're still in the Max Fun store.
0: (laughs) Honk, honk.
1: You're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Biz. So are you.
0: Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You
1: can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk. Toot, toot.